right, welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. My name is Scott McKenzie, and this podcast is uniquely positioned. And what I mean by that, we bring the medical industry, the medical professionals to you, and we talk about better pain management. We talk about rehab after surgery. We talk about improved mobility. And we talk about preventative care. And you know what else? We talk about so much more on this particular podcast. Now, thank you for joining this podcast. So let's get on with the interview. All right, welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy again. And I mean again. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you go out to corephysicaltherapy.com. And I guarantee you that's where you want to start. That's where you want to start your search. It's out there corephysicaltherapy.com. You will not be disappointed. All right. I'm going to geek out on this particular conversation because I like nutrition. Oh, did I say nutrition? Yeah, we're going to be talking about nutrition on this particular nutrition and exercise. That's what it says on my notes here. And uh, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, some of the great nutritional strategies out there, the do's and don'ts possibly. But uh, we've got a great panel. The first one is Lee Murphy. And she's with the University of uh, Tennessee. Uh, she is a uh, uh, she doesn't like SEC. F- no, just kidding. <laughs> They're SEC trash talk right there. And then uh, <laughs> the other gent is Ashley Langford, and he's with Core Physical Therapy. All right, for the listeners, Lee, give us a little four one one on who you are. Okay, thanks for having me. Um, I my title is distinguished lecturer at the University of Tennessee, and. I am. Um, I teach the general nutrition course there. That's a large lecture course. But I, my background is as a registered dietitian, and I've been a registered dietitian for almost over over twenty years now um, in public health and um, and just general nutrition practice. Done a lot with sports nutrition and just overall wellness and weight loss and, and all of the above. So I'm excited to be here today. And so, if you're looking out on the video, you'll notice that uh, uh, she started her career at age two. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you're welcome thank you very much all right ashley that's a tough act to follow give us a little background on who you are that's right uh thank you also for having me here uh name's ashley i've been with cora for three years i'm a physical therapist a regional manager so i oversee multiple sites um i particularly have an interest in nutrition just through uh personal experiences in life uh, autoimmune issues and uh, I've really come to uh, find the, the positives in eating healthy and how much better it makes you feel. And it's just become kind of an obsession to study and learn about. Yeah, I, I like food too. I, I probably need to concentrate more and more on the healthy side, but I do like food. Absolutely. All right. So for the listeners out there, let's talk a little bit about uh, a, a diet. A specific, and this is to you, Lee. Ashley, remember your eye candy. This is to you, Lee. Uh, sort of that diet for uh, recommended for all athletes. Are there specific diets that are better for some and not the others? You know, you, you get the picture. Yes, there. I mean, there are definitely different sports need to lean on different nutrients um, in different ways. However, the overall healthy lifestyle that an athlete or an active individual should have is one, of course, that includes lots of fruits and vegetables, um, whole grains. We'll talk about carbohydrates some in a little bit, I'm sure, but um, good, clean, if you will, um, carbohydrates, unprocessed foods, um, lean proteins, and healthy fats. That's, those are like the tenets for any healthy diet. But and, and I don't want to scare people off by talking about athletes because, yes, we'll talk about sports nutrition for those that are elite and, and 
you know, high level athletes, but also those that are just active individuals. It's important for them to feel their body appropriately as well. Uh, you, you popped out a, a, a term called clean carb. Well, what's, what's a clean carb? Pasta? Well, you know, when, when we clean right. is like an, an, um, a word that's not necessarily defined clearly. However, when we use it in nutrition, we're generally talking about unprocessed, um, you know, and, and in, for carbohydrates, we're talking about um, a whole grain versus a refined grain. Uh -huh. And refined grain is something like, you know, your white bread, your white rice, things that have been processed. So the nutrients have, have declined in that process. So, um, uh, you know, whole grains and uh, of course vegetables and things like that uh, um, are generally cleaner choices for, um, for carbohydrates. So you popped out a couple of, uh, well, a litany of options out there. What's a balanced diet? I don't know. I have no idea. I like a big steak and a little salad. Is that balanced? Well, we'd rather you have a big salad and a little steak. Oh. Um, and you know, the, the, the national guidelines are, have you seen them? They're called my plate. And on that, on that diagram that helps guide models for all citizens in the United States or all individuals is half of that plate is fruits and vegetables. I mean, literally half, a quarter about vegetables, a quarter about fruits, and then roughly a quarter is lean, should be lean proteins. And roughly a quarter is grains or ideally whole grains. And so um, I know we don't always have a plate every time we eat a meal or eat period, but that's kind of, um, a good guide for, for well-balanced eating. Okay. Say that again. I've got a half a plate of fruit and vegetables. What's the other portion? And then of that? the other the two rough quarters are grains and protein, but ideally it would be whole grains and lean protein. That's not exactly what it says, but especially for active individuals, that's what we would like to, to look okay. at. Okay, and, and why is that important? How does that, you know, feed that body for, for I, I, and once again, there's the athletic well, side and, 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 and I, and I see quantity as it's popping into my head. So I, I hear quantity, I can eat a lot. So, right. Well, athletes and active individuals do need a lot if they're trying to maintain or, or, you know, establish a certain weight, but with, with active individuals, we focus on carbohydrates because carbohydrates are what fuel us. And in our society, carbohydrates kind of have a bad rap because, yeah. you know, carbs make us fat. And if you want to lose weight, you got to cut out the carbs, right? But for active individuals, carbohydrates are what give us direct energy. And if you're active, you need carbohydrates. And you don't need to be skimping on, you know, carbs when you're being, when you're a very active individual, because that, that could lead to everything from, you know, lack of energy to even injury, which would lead to physical therapy potentially, right, Ashley? So, um, which is, you know, it, it just could be a vicious cycle if you're, um, you know, if you're not careful, but carbohydrates are a focus for active individuals. And from that, from that plate I gave you, fruit have carbohydrates, vegetables, depending on the type, have different levels of carbohydrate. And of course, grains have carbohydrates. And those are all um, important fuel for our bodies and our brains as well. Yeah. And I like the fact that if, if I keep in mind clean carbs and that definition, that'll help me decide, okay, okay, I got it. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's a big steak. I'll just buy part of that. I, I get it. And I, I see how that works. Now, from a core physical therapy, when, when we start uh, providing treatment for people who have had injuries or whatever, do you ever have that conversation about from a, from a, a nutrition perspective, Ashley, for your patients? Absolutely. Um, it seems to be more common uh, than not that you've got individuals that are coming in with inflammatory type issues, autoimmune 
um, issues. And something that I, I find interesting and speak to, to patients and, and, and athletes as well about is really having a good understanding of what's available in today's diet that wasn't, you know, 50 years ago. Mm. When we talk about clean carbs, part of the reason of that, and, and Lee, you can give your, your thought on it, but there's so much available to us to eat um, that uh, some of it's so packed with calories, others are processed, refined, that um, you can pick up anything you want nowadays in a five-minute drive typically that uh, if we're not careful can lead us down the wrong road. Yeah, but that's a that's a great question, and, and I, <laughs> it's so great I wrote it down on my tablet, so I will not remember. But you're absolutely spot on. There's just so many options out there. And Ashley, how do I – I mean, come on. Man, I'm running. I'm going. I'm, I'm, you know, and and there, to Ashley's point, there's just so many options out there for me to just sort of, hey, that's great, that's great, that's great. How do I manage that? How do I know? I mean, it's there. It's on the shelf. It's right there. I'm hungry. I got to eat that. How do I do that? Yeah, um, I'll give a quick snippet, and I think Lee will be a great one to to speak to this. But uh, there is a lot of information out there that that misguides you and sends you in different directions. So. Um, this is part of why I think it's important to be an advocate for uh, evidence-based uh, facts when it comes to nutrition and what's healthy, because the average individual um, doesn't have a, a clear indication of what's right for them, and there's variability between each person. But uh, Lee, I think you could probably uh, speak to that for you know society in general. For sure, and you know, coming from a public health background, I certainly. Um, have a tender heart for that because, you know, everybody needs to live their life. But to, to your point, Scott, I think um, planning is a lot of what's required. And we all know healthier choices. If you were giving, you know, a cake or an apple, you would know which would have more nutrients and be a healthier choice, right? It's, it's making that decision and planning ahead. And so we're all busy. Everybody's got crazy lives. You have to plan to do that. And, and in accordance with an active athlete or individual, sometimes supplements might fit into that. And that's okay. We can talk about supplements in a little bit as well, but yeah. um, supplements sometimes are a way to fit that in, you know, whether it's a bar or a shake or something that you know has a certain nutrient content that you want that might be a better choice than grabbing a fast food hamburger or something that, you know, has, you know, that more processed food that could lead into inflammation and could lead to weight gain eventually, honestly, if we're not careful with our input and output and, and balancing that. Yeah, but but the the problem I have is that what you said, that cake tastes better than that apple. It just <laughs> tastes better. And I would love to be able to see this nutritional journey be able to provide a cake that is healthy and delicious. I would that would just be me. I would like to see that, but I haven't seen it yet. I would like you to know, see Scott, it. You know, Scott, something interesting, it wasn't that long ago that uh kids used to get fruit in their stocking and they were excited about it. You imagine that nowadays? It's true. It's so true. You're right on money. I, that brings back memories big time. I would get a nice old navel orange. It's like a big, big doggone thing in my stocking. Loved it. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, I've, I, and I'm going to just sort of draw upon some knowledge here. So we've already established clean carbs, important for athletes, and I think important for people. And I think that it's important for people to understand, uh, I would imagine, quantity and, and timing and all of that stuff. So 
take me through a, a typical day of a, of a person that is, is, wants to eat right and is concerned about consuming too many. How do we, and, and talk about planning, how do we do and how do we succeed at that? Talk well, to us. And, you know, um, in terms of, of, of exercise, it certainly depends on that person's goals. Because some, you know, you know, stereotypically like a teenage boy or young man who a lot of times they're trying to gain weight, right? Like I have a client who is eating four to 5,000 calories a day and still not gaining. I mean, so, so, and, and a lot of us are so focused on weight loss. You I don't know? want to talk to that guy. To gain weight, it can be as much of a job for that person yeah. to gain weight as it is for the rest of us to lose weight. And so um, it, everybody's metabolism is differently. So, um, and, and you, everybody has different diet is kind of a tough word because people think diet means late weight loss or whatever, but we all have our different diets and just dietary patterns and dietary lifestyles that we choose. But, um, you know, an active individual, and I'm really any of us, but certainly an active individual needs to be very focused on their hydration throughout the day. Um, we can talk about that as well, but once you're dehydrated, it's too late to immediately catch up. Once you have those effects of headaches and things that are side effects of dehydration, you can't just drink a glass of water and it's better. If you've ever experienced, most of us listening here have probably been at least moderately dehydrated at some point, whether you diagnose it as that is or not, when you have a dull headache someday, or you just aren't feeling right, um, then, then that might be related to dehydration just because we just forget to drink like we need to water. But hydration, certainly, plenty of, of fruits and vegetables, those whole grains and other types of um, you know, unprocessed grains that, and, 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 and carbohydrates that we need in our lifestyle. And then the lean proteins um, isn't very important too, especially depending on uh, before or after you work out and having that um, incorporated. Let's talk timing. You just, you just rattled off a lot. What, what, what is a good sort of process to go through in my day, timing-wise? What, what is it? Right. So um, not to get into too much detail here, but there's, our body has these things called glycogen stores, which is basically like our short-term storage for energy. And if you're active, especially if you're like a long-distance endurance athlete, you need those glycogen stores to be full. Just like if you're going on a cross-country trip, you don't want to start from your own town with an empty tank, right? So you have to stop and get filled up at the next mile, right? So if you're doing some time endurance event, you want those glycogen stores to be as full as possible so you can tap into them. And then eventually you might have to reload, but you want to be, you know, fully into your, your session before that happens. So, and glycogen stores are filled with carbohydrates. So before you work out, you want to um, generally have some carbohydrate source and, and a little bit of protein, is important as well, but more focused on the carbohydrate. During the activity, it depends on whether, how long that activity is. If it's an endurance event where you're going several hours, of course, you're gonna need some carbohydrates and maybe protein during that. If it's just an hour or less, you're probably gonna just maybe need hydration, if anything else, uh, depending on your intensity and the you know environment around you. Um, you might need a, a sports recovery drink or, or, or sports hydration drink during, depending on the heat. Um, and then after, it's very important for recovery um, because of the fact that you're, you're building the muscle that, that was broken down during your activity. Yeah. Um, and that, that window is very important to hit with adequate protein and some carbohydrates as well, immediately following your, your workout. But then you're also preparing for tomorrow's workout because most people, when they're working out, you're not just working out one day and then you're done. You're, you're recovering from what you just did, but you're preparing your body for the next time you're active as well. And so 
especially for athletes that have a very vigorous training regimen. That's very important to incorporate. So in, in light of that timing, uh, I work out in the morning. Is it important for me to fill my glycogen store before I hit the, the gym and then after, you know, the recovery side, what do that, you recommend? That's a very good question because a, a lot of us that are early morning workouts, that's a very, uh, yeah. and the research is kind of mixed on that depending on the type of sport and, and your metabolism and what you're doing. But the argument for, you know, some people say your fat burning is better if you start out fasting. There's a little bit of research that points to that, but others would argue that if you start out fasting, you are, you're, you're not working as hard as you would have if you had a little oh, bit of energy, yeah. right? You, you're not, yeah. you're working out, but you're not doing the level you could have if you had a little bit of, um, you know, carbohydrates to tap into because you're dealing with a 12 hour fast or whatever from you haven't eaten since last night. Um, and you're also back to the injury. You may be more prone to injury if you're, if you're pushing harder than your body can allow or something with, if you're, you know, your, your glucose stores, which is your blood sugar are running low and you're not aware of it because you haven't eaten. So it, it requires a little bit of experimentation on your, and some people, you know, are like, I work out at 6am anymore every morning and I don't eat until after I finish. Other people are like, I have to have eggs before I work out or I have to have a bar or something. So, um, and it's, it's worth experimenting on yourself too, to ah. see how, how your output is changes with a little bit of, 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 um, energy before that workout. I don't think it's a bad idea to, try to have a little bit of something. You don't want to overlay, especially if you're waking wow. up and going to work out, you can't get too close or you're going to have GI problems. So that's another thing to think about as well. Let's say that again. If you, if you were to wake up and eat and then go work out like 10 minutes later, like, you know, and you have eggs or whatever in the morning that might not settle too well as you're working out <laughs> and your, your gastrointestinal yeah, yeah. tract is not yeah. going to be happy and you're going to be bloating and then you're not going to work out well at all because you have this food that's not digested. So if you are eating, you want to make sure there's enough time between when you eat and when you work out to at least get it partially into your digestive system and, and you so know, you can utilize it. What I hear you saying is I think there's a, there's an experimentation component to that because I know that I'm not, me personally, I don't have much appetite in the morning. I will, right, right. you know, I, I hit the gym. I, I, I just, that's sort of been my modus operandi. Now, what I have been doing is focusing more on hydration and making sure that the hydration is adequate for that morning workout, because I know that I'm probably dehydrated after my sleep. And I, I just, I've got to rehydrate because I've been on both sides of that, where it's like, wow, I, I feel awful now. Right but I didn't hydrate yes. properly. So I'm That's always, right. I always lean toward the, the hydration. Let's talk about inflammation and uh, what that means from a food perspective, because I know there's a, there's a lot of people who struggle with that. What, what, what's that all about? Talk to us a little bit about uh, defining that uh, inflammation type of thing. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, and Ashley, you can speak some to this as well. In a bigger picture, inflammation, I teach in my class has the roots of so much illness in our body from from inflammation in our heart and our arteries to heart disease, to in our brains for dementia, to in our, in our joints for arthritis and other things, right? So arthritis is the root to a lot of issues. In our food, sometimes the foods that we eat can be pro-inflammatory and just that it can promote inflammation on a cellular level or within our digestive system. And so individual, different individuals are, are sensitive to different food types. Some people can't do dairy or lactose, right? Some people can't do um, certain types of carbohydrates. 
like gluten, other people can. So it, that's certainly an individualized thing. But in general, your, your foods that tend to promote inflammation would be those processed foods, those high sugar foods, sometimes those refined grains we talked about. For some people, red meat and alcohol and um, artificial sweeteners tend to promote inflammation. So mm. there's those, those that are um, to, across the population. And then every individual sometimes has inflammation um, in that regard as well. Ashley, so, do you? Yeah, I was just going to say, Ashley, uh, you, you, get a, you get a patient that's coming in, struggling with pains, joints, whatever it might be. Do you ever go down the road of saying, hey, what are you eating? <laughs> well, it's, uh, I was talking to Lee about this recently. Food is uh, a very sensitive subject. You can go down the wrong path with someone if uh, oh. you're not careful, which, you know, in all reality, we really are tied strongly to our foods and what we enjoy. So um, I kind of base it off the individual and I'm also aware, you know, what, how far should I take it or, or do I need to take it? But it, it, I do feel it's my obligation to at least address that aspect. Um, you know, most of our immune system is found in our gut. So every single day, we're constantly putting external things into our body, which is food and our own uh, immune system has to make a decision attack or safe. And um, it's not I mean, like I said, it's very common that people walk in and they come in for low back pain. And next thing you know, they're talking about their knees and their wrists and their neck. And um, it's just it's very obvious there's something systemic going on. So uh, making them aware of the, the level of importance of what they're putting in their mouth uh, can have an effect on that for sure. It's interesting. Uh, you know, the old saying is that uh, it's an 80, 20, you can, you can do, I, I, I'm not going to die on this hill. However, a lot of the success that happens within uh, a lot of athletes, weightlifting, whatever, it's always 80% in the kitchen, 20% in the gym. And I, and I, and I have to say that I agree with it. It's, it's always, I can work my tail off and see no results. But then once I decide, well, Hey, why don't I just eat, put down that donut back away from that Snickers bar and, and, you know, eat an apple, then I realize that there's some benefits associated with that. With that said, what is your, and I'm going to talk to you about this one, Ashley, what is your, your thought on, let's say supplements, you know, there's a, if that is not a highly marketed uh, yeah. <laughs> item, go, go to any supplement store and you'll see great labeling. What, what is your thinking on that? Oh boy. Wow. Uh, so let me try not to go too deep into this journey. Okay, here, but, here. Uh, she, she's your ejection seat. So don't worry about it. <laughs> um, you're exactly right. There are many things that really are kind of uh, taught to us at a young age and there's a lot of money invested in uh, supplements. There's a lot of money to be made. Um, I myself have a unique perspective on food and every, everything I do every day as a diabetic. At the age of 30, uh, due to uh, an autoimmune issue, I've developed diabetes. So I work with, with insulin on a low level, thank goodness. But I have to be aware, and I'm, I'm probably more sensitive to how my body reacts now than it did before. But um, specifically addressing supplements through my own research, and Lee, you can step in here, but uh, there's a lot of things that we do lack in in this country and there's a lot of things we don't lack um and across the board we don't lack protein intake in this country if you <laughs> asked you know 100 doctors how many patients have you seen that 
are coming to you because of, uh, you know, malnourished protein intake, it's going to be nil or very, very low. So um, the fact of the matter is between studies showing that higher protein intake is linked with cancer. um, Lee and I had this discussion before regarding athletes and sports. Um, It really doesn't take nearly the amount that's advertised to uh, support the body through healing uh, dependent on what sport or activity you're doing. So um, I, I'm a little wary on on supplements and what you're kind of adding to your body. What's your take, Lee? That's very well said, Ashley. And and we we like to be research based and and evidence based in what we talk about. And as a dietitian, most all dietitians are very pro food. That you should get the majority of your nutrients from food, 100 percent, absolutely. Uh-huh. Because Mother Nature has made the synergy of, of nutrients within foods to work a certain way. And you cannot extract out one little thing and think it's going to do the same thing. Um, and similarly, there's no one food in the world in, that we are aware of that fulfills all of your nutrient needs. That is, that is not, that is nature made, right? There's man-made certainly. Um, but there's no one natural food that meets all of our nutrient needs. That's why we need variety and moderation and, and, um, um, lots of different types of food balance within the foods that we consume. However, back to supplements, the supplement industry is not heavily regulated. And that's just a whole nother topic of the conversation. Yeah, I have to be careful right about, about that. that mm-hmm. Like you said, the advertising and it's not regulated. A lot of people think it's regulated like the pharmaceutical industry. It is not. And they can make claims about things and, and make you think things are going to happen. They're not. Um, there's not a lot of backdrop to those those claims that are made. There's not a lot of recuperation. Sometimes there's lawsuits and things, but it's it's not it's nowhere like the pharmaceutical industry in terms of how it's regulated. So that said, but there are lots of great supplements out there that like especially for athletes that you know they need to they need to fuel within 30 minutes to an hour after their trip to the gym, and they don't have you know a grill to make, um, their omelet or whatever, you know, they, they, they want this food and they can't get it immediately because they're at the gym and they have to drive an hour back home. So that's when supplements can fill that, that convenience gap. Sometimes we have to make sure that they're not over-processed and that sort of thing. And, you know, look at those ingredients and make sure they're as clean back to that word as, as we can get them. However, they do fill a gap and what back to Ashley's point, we do have a lot of overconsumption in our country, but there are certain things like, um, you know, the research points of things like potassium and vitamin D um, and some nutrients that are underconsumed, And so, or that maybe we need more to focus more on. A lot of times those are in foods we don't get enough of, or they're not in plentiful supply in foods. And so, so those for some individuals might need to consider supplementation, but, but food is certainly should be first and foremost. Okay, so here, here, this is what goes through my head, right? As we wrap this conversation up, we've talked about carbohydrates, we talked about protein, we talked about clean carbohydrates, we talked about balances, that uh, inflammation. Uh, we, we did talk about supplements and so on and so forth. Now, of course, the question I have, and and it's all, it's like whatever benefits you. I hear this. What do I do today? I want to change the way I eat. Give me the best recommendation that I can sort of hang my hat on to begin this journey of proper nutrition, Lee. If I have my little soapboxes that I talk about in my soapbox away to my, to my, <laughs> to my clients, hydration, especially for active, active individuals, hydration, making sure you get enough of that. 
your goal is is clear urine is what you're looking for that you know you're getting enough if you're if your urine is dark and concentrated you're not getting enough especially yeah. if you're um active so you want to make sure you can have hydration fruits and vegetables should be the core of your day of foods in terms of of, of that should be a lot of what you consume but most americans do not get enough fruits and vegetables athletes and non-athletes alike um especially i think vegetables it depends on what you like but i think that we could certainly focus on those and then um, lean protein, as Ashley suggested, we, we get enough protein, but lean mean non-fried, um, you know, um, those that have lean sources of good, healthy fats, like fish and things like that are important. And then those healthy fats, like those that are in nuts and fish and, um, oils and things like that, those are important as well. So those are kind of the tenets of healthy living. Um, that and, and can I, can I just sort of incrementally go down this journey? Like, I'm not going to sit there and just, uh, cold turkey i mean like like this one day and then and then uh, lee says hey gotta eat those fruits and vegetables yeah i gotta have that those healthy you know oils can i just sort of take maybe one meal and say i'm gonna achieve this and i'm gonna have this salad i'm gonna do this and eat it properly is that okay well you know what i like actually coming from a public health perspective i like little steps and some people are all or nothing and some people are like I got to do it hundred percent or I'm not doing it. Other people are like, I need to do this step by step. And if yeah. that's you and you just want to try for one healthy meal a day, great. Or if you're like, I have to have everything healthy or I'm going to eat donuts all day long, then go all healthy. I, I, I care, but I don't care how you do it. I just yeah. want you to do it. And so whatever your step and whatever your why is, I want you to embrace that and do it. And, and, and from, uh, from the course perspective, Ashley, uh, do you agree? Of course, you're going to agree with Lee because she just said it, and you you have no status. Lee has all the status, but but in your your treatment of of clients, <clears throat> do you ever have that say, hey, just hey, go down this road for just a, we're we're going to try to fill in the blank. Do you ever have that conversation? <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, it's something that I I maybe suggest that they they try um, maybe like a partial elimination diet yeah. or. Um, but really, most of the time, it's going to be advocating what uh, you said earlier, Lee, is uh, increase your fruits and vegetables, make sure you're staying hydrated, um, you know, looking at maybe timing if it's appropriate with a younger athlete or um, so. So, yeah, just trying to open their eyes to the, to the basics. And I'm, I'm definitely one to encourage them to go down a road uh, to learn more if it's something they have interest in. Yeah, it's out there. I guarantee you. There's information out there that is readily available. And I'm a big fan of uh, incrementalism in the sense that have these little victories. And then those little victories turn out to be a little bit bigger victories. And then they just keep it. But it's, it's definitely sort of that, uh, that it's a journey for, for a lot. And I, I like that. I like that a lot. Well, you two were just absolutely spectacular. Lee, how do people get a hold of you? Thanks. Well, before I say that, I just want to say that back to what you just said about um, information. It's very important in this day and age that we choose the correct sources of information because especially <laughs> with nutrition, I mean, you, every, everybody has a website about this or that, or this diet or yeah. how this works or how this doesn't work. And there's a lot of misinformation with nutrition out there. So make sure you're going to good sources that have reputable research. And, you know, a lot of times those are, you know, EDUs like, you know, government um, sponsored groups or those that are in university um, research type settings. But 
a lot of them, like back to supplements, a lot of things are trying to sell you products or this or that. So just make sure when you seek out information or using a reputable source or a professional like a registered dietitian or a physical therapist or another um, <clears throat> certified medical practitioner. But um, my, I, I can give you my email. It's, it's L-E-E-M-U-R-P-H at utk.edu is my email. You're welcome to email me with questions or if I can help you in any way. Um, and um, be happy to my well, that's Lee. She's got a lot of street cred out there. You can tell if you're looking out on the video, she's got a lot of a lot of uh, framed success behind her. All right, uh, Ashley, same question to you. How do someone get a hold of you? Sure. Uh, email's probably best. It's A-L-A-N-G-F-O-R-D. That's alangford at corahealth.com. All right, listeners. You know, let's let's start this journey. This is uh, healthy nutrition, great, great content. Make it happen. Start incrementally. It's it, it's a good feeling. All right. If you have again any questions, comments, or concerns, go out to corephysicaltherapy.com. Maybe that's where you start, right, Lee? Start there. You can go there and find out some information. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, uh, uh, Lee and uh, Ashley, for joining in your corner with Core Physical Therapy. Thank you.